Hi, welcome to Hollow Hollow, a mixed up music discussion podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today on the show we have Tofuku, a Taiwanese American LA based producer <laughs> and a damn cute digital girl. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing a okay, and I'm very, very excited to be here on your very first episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, actually, I just wanted to say, first of all, uh, congratulations, because it's almost the third anniversary of your first release, C- Sunrise Cutie. I was about to say Citrus <laughs> Kiss. That's the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, so you started producing in 2016 with your first release, Sunrise Cutie. Let's do a little bit of a retrospective on what made you start producing in the first place, and how did Sunrise Cutie first come about? Okay, so in 2016, that's kind of when I first started kind of going on SoundCloud for the first time and discovering underground music, which was like mm. opening Pandora's box. Like, you know, before then, I kind of just found music on, you know, your typical like YouTube and whatnot, but I had mm. no idea that, you know, SoundCloud was such a huge platform full of so many unique creators. And I kind of just started, you know, browsing the tags and whatnot. And my mind was kind of blown and I was just like, I want to do this. So, but before then, I actually, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I did have a SoundCloud account, but mm-hmm. I was just doing like vocal covers of random songs, uh, mostly jazz songs. Um, those okay. have been private for a very long time. I should honestly just delete those. But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I probably won't because like it's kind of humbling to go back into my private tracks and like see my very first recordings and be like, wow. First of all, I've come such a long way. Second of all, I had no idea what I was doing. Like they were just like straight up, just like raw, like one shot. Like, let me just sing over this song. I kind of, you know, appreciate that rawness, like that raw enthusiasm that I had back then. And it's something that I still try to channel today without, you know, kind of overthinking what I'm doing. Mm. So anyways, with Sunrise Cutie, it actually started out as a cover that I was making of the Bjork song, Venus as a Boy. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know. It's like so weird to think about, but like those first little like bum, 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 little hits in the beginning, like that Mm -hmm. was what I started with. And I made the song on GarageBand, right? I was just playing around on my laptop, just trying to like come up with a good enough instrumental because I was just gonna just sing over it, you know, the original song by Bjork. But then I don't know what kind of changed in me, but I was just like, you know what, maybe I should just make this like its own thing. So I did, you know, Mm. super, super raw. Like back then, of course, it was my first song that I ever made. So I didn't know how to do mixing. I didn't know how to process vocals at all. Um, There was like no compression on my vocals or anything. You know, that song, like I didn't even realize it until I had more experience under my belt, like in the coming months. But I didn't even realize that the song didn't even have like a low end at all. Like there's no bass or anything. (laughs) But um, so that was kind of like, whoa. So like go back to that song and realize that there's nothing there. But (laughs) it's amazing to me because something that was like such a raw creation Mm -hmm. it kind of became like so popular and I think that you know you don't need to to do things that are super crazy or complex if you just have like that spark and so for Mm -hmm. me Sunrise Kitty is always like that reminder to just like follow the music that you feel in your heart and your soul and to not overthink things kind of 
For sure, yeah. So, like, the technique will come later, but as long as you can express the feeling that you want, mm-hmm, exactly. you know, that's what's really important, yeah, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, crazy. Yeah. I had no idea that it, like, originally came from, like, a Bjork song. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, one of those, like, surprise, like... That's so cool, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, speaking of the fact you mostly had, like, jazz singing mm-hmm. on your private tracks and stuff like that, um, I actually remember briefly um that you had brought up that you had some a background in jazz vocals mm, yeah which is like so like it's it's not surprising i should say <laughs> because like your voice is so pleasant and soothing so like duh of course yeah. but how did you even fall into um jazz vocals because a lot of the time people just kind of sing and they're like that's fine you know like <laughs> yeah 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 so when i was in my senior year of high school in 12th grade i actually joined a jazz vocal group yeah, um, that's kind of like, yeah, so that's kind of like what got me into it because, you know, before then I hadn't really ever listened to jazz or didn't even know too much about it. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd been in choir like in and out throughout my school years and you know, singing was always something that I really loved doing. But, you know, I never like took it like super seriously. Right. It was just something to do at school and then like maybe a little bit when I'm at home or whatnot. So I joined this jazz group in my school and we were kind of like the official vocal group of the school. So there was no, as far as I can remember, there was no like regular group and jazz group. Like we were just like the vocal group at the music department. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. From from what I can recall. Yeah. It was just jazz, which is awesome. That's so sick. I much would have preferred that in like my choir. (laughs) We had like like one choir that was like the regular choir. And Mm -hmm. then we had like a semi-elite choir it'd be nice (laughs) if we just had like the one jazz that would be so sick yeah it was so so cool I think that my school focused more on like the orchestral side like there was a pretty solid band and like I was also Mm -hmm. part of drumline our drumline unit was like really solid too oh wow nice what did you play I played the snare actually nice that's pretty sick yeah yeah so You know, obviously joining this group and learning the songs because we had like, I think it was three songs that we would perform, you know, like how they had like school concerts, right? So we had like three songs, like three jazz standards that we learned and we would just practice them like day in and day out and like learn the runs and stuff. And um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I just fell in love with, you know, the genre, like, like dinner jazz. And then like from anywhere from that to like Mm. big band swing. And that's also Mm. where I discovered my main love, which is bossa nova, because Mm. um, one of the songs that we learned for the concert was the girl from Ipanema. Mm, Okay. Yeah. That's a classic. (laughs) And that was so, so much fun to sing. And uh, yeah, from there, kind of just like went down the Spotify rabbit hole, and I was just like <laughs> looking at like all these different artists, and like you know, they're they're such old artists from such an iconic era and time. Yeah. To be able to listen to their music like today is just it's so mm-hmm. surreal, and I kind of just like I know I don't like. <sighs> I wish that I'd do more jazzy stuff in the music that I do put out because it's Mm. something that I want to like spread you know I want people to be like to kind of discover like if they haven't haven't really gotten into jazz like hey this like incredible era for music like this is Mm -hmm. all here and it happened and you could be like me where you discover something that you know came so so many decades before you were even a twinkle in your parents eyes and yet you know you're here (laughs) right now listening to it so 
Yeah, it's crazy yeah. because like jazz is such a timeless quality where regardless of, of however, you know, how old you are or like whatever part of the world you are, there's just some like a quality about it that just feels so universal, mm -hmm. you know? And I totally get the whole idea of, of just suddenly falling down this rabbit hole and all of a sudden there's just like this treasure trove of songs upon songs that just like, you know, kind of shift your mindset a little bit about like what music can be, you know? Mm, yeah. So speaking of Bossa Nova, you kind of fell into Bossa Well, not fell. <laughs> but I <just> like tripped. <laughs> Oops. Just fell into a Bossa Nova pit. Um <laughs> So Bossa Nova kind of came as like an extension of of your love of jazz, right? Mm -hmm. And it definitely reflects itself pretty clearly, I feel, in in your works, especially I want to say in your most recent one, Citrus Kiss. Mm -hmm. That one feels like significantly more Bossa Nova than the previous tracks where you can still kind of get like a sense of it. But like Citrus Kiss almost feels like unrepetently yeah. like... <laughs> Uh, inspired by it it's like i love bossa nova appreciate this with me yeah, kind of thing. yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i was going for with um that song it kind of came to me at magfest this past january um i was with mm. tiny waves uh music label in mm -hmm. their hotel room and we were playing katamari and um, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i know this is silly um but we were playing and I was just like listening to the soundtrack and I was just like, this is bossa nova, like video game music. And I'm <laughs> so about this and I'm going to do this. And Citrus Kiss is kind of like my first attempt at like meshing these two sounds because I honestly think that they're match made in heaven mm. and we need more of it. Okay, for sure. Like, even though Citrus Kiss is, like, the first explicitly bossa nova, like, track of yours, <laughs> yeah. you can definitely, like, sense the influence of it on your tracks, especially because I want to say, like, in the rhythm and the energy of it. Oh. Like, there's always, like, this nice bouncy energy, but it's never, like, too hurried. It's very, like, pleasant. And, like, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, listening to bossa nova songs. It's like, oh, I could groove to this, but, like, I won't get, like, tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. But a lot of your songs, they have this quality of, I guess, like transporting people into like a different, not I want to say a different landscape, but kind of like into a different place. You know, mm. you have a really remarkable quality of of having your music draw people in with your vocal chops, which are really like interesting. I do want to get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you have a great quality of of drawing people in with the vocal chops and then being able to paint this like beautiful picture with the production choices that you make and it's something that like I really appreciate so for your tracks I guess do you really have like a vision when it comes to most of them like is there oh I want to take them there or is it like a picture that you have in your mind when you make tracks like what is I guess the mindset that you originally to get yourself into yeah okay so you definitely hit it on the mark like my goal for my music has always kind of been like uh, not escapism because <laughs> that sounds like you're trying to get away from something bad which you might you know that's fair mm -hmm. but yeah like I've always wanted my music to kind of exist in a different world and yeah. for it to kind of pull you in I'm very much in love with that whole like immersion factor so I think that the way that I start for at least like what I do vocally is I'll pick like a motif 
you know, like something that I want to either convey or describe or, you know, just like put out there into the mm-hmm. listener's mind. And then I will kind of construct like descriptors around it. Okay. And I guess kind of like writing a story or writing poetry, you know, mm-hmm. I try to use sounds that kind of emulate that. For instance, my collaboration with Shady Monk, our song mm-hmm. called Flower Shop. Yeah, That one, I think, is the strongest one that I have out right now as an example of that kind of immersion um, where the entire song, I'm kind of like telling a story and painting a picture. And um, my lyrics aren't very abstract, to be honest. They're very like to the point. And it's a lot of like, you're here, I'm here, like you're doing this, I'm doing this, and like this is what we see. And that's always kind of been my style. Okay, so it adds to that whole idea of like experiencing like this yeah. moment in time kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's always kind of been my style. Every time I try to write a song that's very like here, like mm-hmm. realistic, I guess, like this is what's happening like in the real world very hard for me it doesn't come naturally at all I think my head is just always in the clouds and I want to give listeners like a different place to go that makes sense (laughs) no it it definitely does you really do have like this quality of being able to take what is relatable and and not necessarily mundane but like every day you know like a flower shop for example or like you Mm -hmm. know holding hands and you know just taking that and elevating it just a little bit it's like like real life but making it like 2.5 d you know yeah 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 um and i think i kind of got this tendency to do this from some of my favorite animation works um oh yeah okay one of those is paprika oh yeah okay okay, yeah definitely yeah so if you look at the imagery in paprika you know it's Mm -hmm. like literally like about a digital girl i mean there's a whole bunch of like other messages going on about like identity and stuff but if you just look at like the pure aesthetics of the film it's like a visual treat yeah it just mashes up reality and fantasy and that's something that kind of inspired me a lot and also the anime flip flappers oh that came out yeah yeah, like what two two years ago around something like that Honestly, I don't even know. I was very late to the game with that one, but oh my god, it's like everything. It's so 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 beautiful. It's so beautiful and like the the character interaction is so pure. Mm. Like you can't help but like fall in love. Yeah. And whenever you hear um like the main character go like die 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 ski, you know, it's like <laughs> I love 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 you and it's like yeah. like oh my heart, you know? Oh, wow. Flip Flappers is so beautiful, dude. It's so good. (laughs) So that anime, if you watch that one, it's kind of like the way it looks is like what I want my music to sound like, to be honest. Mm, Okay. I'm I'm all about that. So that's like the visual counterpart of what you're trying to make, right? Mm -hmm. Just like completely just like mashing up reality and fantasy and turning it into like this big like... (laughs) like cool thing that just cannot (laughs) exist but it does yeah definitely it's just like this this seamless transition from what's real and what's not right like that's that's so cool okay 
you definitely do get that feel with your music because it's it's so fantastical is definitely mm-hmm. I want to say like a, a really cute and whimsical way mm-hmm. like it, it has a, a great quality of just like kind of like sweeping you off your feet in the most gentlest way and I love it thank <laughs> you yeah that's exactly what I'm trying to do oh well that's perfect okay you're already <laughs> like on it oh, yeah dude of course uh something i did want to talk about earlier was going from just singing over tracks into using your voice as an instrument so something Mm -hmm. that i really like about your music is the fact that you use your voice as its own component of the song rather than just like pay attention to these lyrics you know but it Mm -hmm. it ends up become like it adds this other like extra otherworldly quality to it because it's like it's not just lyrics it's a beat as well you know Mm -hmm. How did you take this idea of like having your vocals and turn it into vocal chops? Okay. Which I know is not a new thing, but like how did you incorporate that into your music? Yeah. Um, so I guess if you go all the way back, I first started doing that not in the form of vocal chops, but more like mm, having a song be carried by like harmonies in the background. I first started doing that um, back you know, when I was doing those jazz covers on SoundCloud. Okay, so just like being your own choir kind of thing? <laughs> your own backup vocals? Yeah, I wouldn't have an instrumental to work with. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of just improvise and sing over my own voice. Oh, okay. So that's like kind of where I first, first started doing that. Otherwise, when I did start producing, um, I was heavily inspired by the work of Pogo, Oh, I'm okay. sure. I'm sure that's pretty obvious um, with yeah. like the way that my music sounds. Mm. But I discovered Pogo's music back in goodness, probably like 2013, maybe. Yeah, I discovered Upular, which was his like his song for the movie Up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I was on Tumblr. Who are <laughs> I scrolled across this post that was like, um, like, listen to this song if you want to feel like instant euphoria. And it was upular, but it had like 3D audio. So it was like always panning around you. Okay, yeah. I was just so like, like, I mean, it was like literally euphoric to listen to that. So I actually had it like bookmarked in my my, internet browser to just go back to. Yeah, anytime I wanted to just like zone out. That's actually perfect. Yeah, it's just like I just I literally just need to escape right now. That was that uh, is definitely a good track to go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, having discovered that song and from there being opened up to this whole world of like you can literally turn like any voice into music. And mm-hmm. that kind of ideology stayed with me all of, all of those years until, you know, I did start producing my own music and I did that kind of same thing but more subtle i would say in taipei mm. Mm, okay yeah the hook sure. of that you know where it's just like word soup like that's kind of <laughs> like where that inspiration came from from there i've just been kind of incorporating it all the time because like for me if i make a song and it doesn't have vocal chops like it literally doesn't feel complete Mm, that's true i want to say your vocal chops are like a pretty distinctive part of like the tofuku sound i want to say <laughs> yeah it's something that's definitely you know like kind of ingrained itself into my process it's so cute when you say it's like a word soup kind of thing <laughs> because it's 
I mean, like, you're not wrong, <laughs> but like, it's a yeah. soup in the best way. Oh. It's it's like such a nice and warm and like loving wor- word soup. I love it um, because you don't need a lot of lyrics to like carry a song, you know? Yeah. The actual song of, of Taipei only has like, what, a paragraph and a half of actual lyrics? Yeah, it's only like, I would say it's about the length of a verse. And mm-hmm. then from there, I just like repeat the verse over and over again and Mm-hmm. From that, I think it's good. It's like good and bad. It's good because if you like really want a message to just kind of like stick with mm-hmm. the lessons to it, that's a way to do it because you're not overloading them with like tons and tons of lines of lyrics, but you're giving it's like them this like, is the only thing you can focus on. Yeah, like, you're giving them it. like one iconic statement and then just mm-hmm. reinforcing it all throughout the song. But on the other side of that, sometimes it's not as good because depending on how you chop your vocals, mm. it makes it so that you can't sing along. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> yeah. If Everyone's ever been tried... in that situation where you try to sing along with chops and you just kind of go like, eh, 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 yeah, like, eh. like if it, some people, <laughs> like they're masters of it, they can do it to a point where it's easy to sing along and yet it's still like just as cool. But mm-hmm. sometimes it is just like literally word soup and you kind of just like, you kind of just like vaguely humming along to it. Like you want to sing along, you want to hear words there, but like they're not quite words. Yeah. They were at one point words, yeah. but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. They've been blended up into something different. Yeah. They're like melted words, we'll say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for Taipei, actually, you had a little article with Nesky, like a little write up about it. So mm. you mentioned that you became inspired while visiting family was it in taipei actually oh no uh truth be told i've never been out of america <laughs> what no way yeah. so yeah. where did that name come? um so my family is actually from taipei oh cool okay. yeah it happened gosh when was that i think it was summer of 2016 definitely mm-hmm. after i already released sunrise cutie my family, who they all live in San Jose, California, which is like NorCal, basically. Okay. They yeah. had their first ever family reunion, which is like huge because what? my family is so like so spread out. And my immediate family, like my aunts, my uncles, they all live up in Northern California, which is cool because mm-hmm. I could get to them if I wanted to. Yeah, that's accessible. Yeah, but there's like so many of my family members on like my my dad's side who's Taiwanese mm-hmm. and like you know they all live back in Taiwan and I think that a lot of them actually did come out for our reunion which was really really cool that's so neat that's um, like a capital e event eh <laughs> yeah so that day like I was just in like this huge mansion that belongs to one of my family members who I just met for the first nice. time and like <laughs> and, nice and there's just like <laughs> so many people that like I just I looked at all them and I'm just like I'm vaguely related to you but like I've never seen you before in my life and this is really really cool and it kind of made me really appreciate my heritage and where my family did come from and the struggles that they had to go through to be where they are today and I Mm. I made the song as kind of like an ode to them and an ode to my heritage but yeah it is kind of ironic because it's talking about a place that i've never been (laughs) but it's like how i imagine it in my head you know Mm -hmm. well you still have a tie regardless of whether or not you've never been and like because that's how i i imagine it because of what my family has shared with me about it 
kind of just like shot blanks in the dark, but I think it came out pretty good. <laughs> it definitely did. No, no way of like, <laughs> like Taipei is, is so cute. And well, most of your music is cute. It, it feels like a disservice to say your music is only cute, <laughs> but Taipei in, in specific is so, I want to say like warm. Mm. Like, warm and welcoming, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I really like Taipei just because when you mention that it's an ode to your family, like, I can definitely see that, especially because you mentioned in the article that you use a Chinese violin called an, an Erhu, is that correct? Erhu, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. See, like, that's such a neat way to reference a, a part of you, you know, regardless of whether or not you haven't been there before <laughs> or not. The people around you, like, your family, your home, like, that's close enough, yeah. you know? That may as well just be home. Like, that is Taipei. Yeah, yeah. Watch people from Taipei be like, that's not Taipei. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, that first melody that I wrote with the Arhu in the beginning, I actually, mm-hmm. I made that while I was still up there visiting. So I brought oh, my laptop wow. with me for that little trip and um, I was at my aunt's house. You know, I was just like doodling. I think this was already after the reunion happened and I was just at their house yeah. and I just felt like such enormous gratitude and inspiration and so i made just that string line my dot and Mm -hmm. like i kind of just like sat on it for that weekend because i'm not about to like make a whole track while i'm up on vacation you know (laughs) Um, but then i brought it back home with me and Mm kind of like i kind of just like did it like i made (laughs) the song and i think two days flat (laughs) <laughs> like wow what insanely fast like it's almost like silly how fast i made it wow you just like plunked that out man <laughs> yeah and of course you know this was still 2016 this was my second song so of course it was pretty rough like the mix that's on soundcloud right now like that is my revised mix like the first mix that i ever had up you know same thing like i don't know how to do vocals i don't know how to mix yada yada it was you know it was very raw but it kind of like blew up after i posted it and it was crazy like i did not expect mm-hmm. that kind of feedback so fast and then like nest covered it like i think the second day that it was out mm-hmm. and i was just like oh my god what's happening wow. <laughs> they were on it yeah yeah it was it was a lot <sighs> yeah it was it was good it was good that's like such a great thing to hear, especially for like your second track <laughs> ever. Like that kind of response and reaction to it is like that must be at least at least a little overwhelming. Yeah, I was um, like, hmm, maybe I should like keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is working. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of working though, you do quite a bit of vocal mm-hmm. features and like vocal collaborations with other mm-hmm. artists. So I wanted to ask you, like, which track of yours that you you've worked on with other people? What's like the most interesting collaboration that you've ever mm-hmm. done? Okay, so for this one, it's kind of a tie between two. I would say that the most interesting one to me all around was uh, Flower Shop with Shady Monk because there's just like so many melodies going on and you know it it took Mm -hmm. so many tries to get like the runs right you know like again like the writing the lyrics was a journey on its own and um it took us Mm -hmm. a really really long time to make it I actually think that the process from start to finish spanned over two years Ooh, wow actually I mean you know it was like on and off but it wasn't like two years of solid work that would be crazy yeah. Okay. No, that, that'd be a lot of work. Not saying it's not a good song, but like that's a lot of work that on the song. Like every day masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> if you spend that long on it, it's yeah, like it better, better be good. good. Absolutely. That's crazy. Two, week, or two weeks, <laughs> two flat. years of. 
with two years of work on that one that's crazy yeah. okay so how how's that song evolved i guess like we can hear the final mm-hmm. take of a flower shop but how did that song kind of evolve before like what kind of started yeah. that so shady monk sent me the instrumental you know it was it was still kind of bare it didn't have like all the frills that it has now in the finished product but we were just kind Mm. of like loosely talking about collaborating one day because i've always been such a big fan of his work so um he sent me like a list oh not a list but like a playlist of different instrumentals that he already had going and flower shop was one of those and Mm -hmm. the moment i heard it i just fell in love because you know it has such like jazzy chord riffs and like chord progression and Mm -hmm. the hook part which of course is like right up your your wheelhouse right and then the the hook of course is just like super fun because it's just like it's like a ladder like you go down like all (laughs) these different keys and then back up and down basically Mm -hmm. from the moment i heard that i was like i'm in and so it was like (laughs) fall of 2017 i believe and um that's when i started doing recording work on it and that's what you hear in like the first half of the song mm-hmm. and then we kind of just like stopped working on it for a really long time you know it's just one of those situations where like i'm super busy he's super busy we have a collab that's like <laughs> you know like it's kind of just sitting on the sidelines like one day we'll get back to it uh, okay just press pause it on it for a little bit yeah eh? like we paused it for sure so then i actually ended up recording the second half of it probably at least half a year later probably more like a year later what? so like a lot of time <laughs> went by but the reason why i stopped like one of the reasons is because i just didn't know how to proceed but okay, you know yeah. having all that time go by i went back to it and i'm just like i know exactly like wh- how this needs to continue okay. and so yeah i wrote the second part of it and then the vocal chops at the end i wrote those two yeah it was just like one of those things where it, like it took so long but like i'm glad it did because it was like the best composition that we could have really made honestly definitely paid off eh? So Flower Shop is definitely one of the more recent, we'll say, collaborations that you've done. Well, maybe not most recent. Most recently released. We did just talk about how it took like two <laughs> years to, to come into, to, into being. Release-wise, yes. yes. So what was, I guess, flipping it back, which one is one of your favorite of like the earlier releases? Hmm. Goodness, let me go actually look back because... like i think i feel like i've done so many that it's just like anymore hard to pick (laughs) hmm honestly all my favorites are like my most recent (laughs) well that's fine because like i did actually want to go and speak to you about about pitter patter with kotono house which actually is one of my favorite tracks by you it's so mellow and dreamy i totally love the vibe that you guys have created with with pitter patter how did this even come about in the first place Mm, okay so during anime expo 2017 i was invited by attack the music to play their showcase connection with the ax dance Mm -hmm. um and mm-hmm. one of the artists on the lineup was Kotono House. You know, I had been a fan of his music for like a pretty long time. So I was super like over the moon to finally get to meet him. Just super like fangirl status. So we met briefly at Anime Expo and we kind of like followed each other on social media. And then, you know, a lot of time went past uh, just kind of like watching each other from afar, I guess. 
and <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of weird. I mean, but you know, like just kind of like keeping up with each other's stuff, like yeah, new releases, but not really talking because there's also like a slight language barrier. Right, because he's from Japan, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he speaks a little bit of English, mm -hmm. and I speak a little bit of Japanese. But like, sometimes we just have to just straight up like <laughs> translate, <laughs> and sometimes things get lost, you know. Google Translate to the to the rescue sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he hit me up back in February or March, I think. Maybe it's February, and he kind of was just like, "Hey, I want to make a song together," and I was just like whoa <laughs> because level up yes. yeah no because like it had been one of my dreams for so long because mm -hmm. he's such an incredible producer so i was like yeah of course let's do it and because we were approaching spring i was like hey like let's maybe make a song about like spring rain and but also kind of theme it around not like unrequited love but you know the person who's speaking like from their point of view they're very mm -hmm. hesitant to jump in yeah, you know, to protect okay. themselves. Like they're just very, mm -hmm. they have a wall up. So like a guarded kind mm -hmm. of love Yeah, thing. they have a wall up and they're afraid to let themselves like be surrounded in this other person's love. And we kind of tell that story with metaphors of like the rain and started yeah. writing that. And then Kotono House told me that he wanted to have the vocals be in both English and Japanese. Ooh. And I had never, obviously, I had never sung anything in Japanese that's out. And so it was a little bit intimidating. It definitely took a lot of practice. <laughs> but um, he wrote the little rap section. And then I actually had my stepmom write, or I guess translate the hook into Japanese for the final section. So nice. that, um, so that you know, we could kind of like reach both of our audiences. You know, mm -hmm. we're not like alienating one or the other by making the song in only English or only Japanese, because yeah. we literally start with the chorus in English and then the chorus in Japanese, so that both sides can get the message that we're trying to convey. Okay, for sure. It's such a like a, a sweet song. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not sweet in the sense like when you think <laughs> of the lyrics, because it is a little bittersweet <laughs> when you mention that. But like the production of it and like the, I hate to use this term, the vibe of it. <laughs> it's it's so true. Like it's just ugh, vibe is so <laughs> overused. But still, like the vibe of this song is just it really pulls you in. Like when you say spring rain, like you you feel mm. that you know. Like, I actually really love that in comparison to your previous songs where, you know, your your lyrics are a little bit shorter. This one is, I want to say you you have a lot more to say, we'll say. <laughs> like, there's there's a bit more um, lyrics yeah, to it. And it helps paint that picture, like, so much clearer. And I really love it. Yeah, it was definitely, this one was very vocal heavy. But I think mm -hmm. that for what we have, like that's like how it was kind of meant to be you know there's like a lot to say mm. <laughs> <laughs> and i think that the the theme that we base it around is something that it's not too fantastical like yes like i do speak in a lot of metaphors and like we speak in a lot of metaphors but mm. it's telling a story that i think a lot of people can relate to you know mm. you have someone who's like enamored with you and they they just want everything that you have to offer but you just cannot let yourself like let them in, you know, for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. And just being very like apprehensive, you know, to protect yourself. And so we, I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to paint that in 
a picture that like sonically was very sweet, but it's also, you know, like bittersweet. Yeah, 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 definitely. When you say like apprehensive, like that's a really good way of, of putting the vocals, especially when you when there's a lyric where it's like, I'm trying not to get soaked in this dream that you were dreaming too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's so that's so real. If anyone has ever been in a relationship where you're just not sure, you know, yeah. but like, you know, that like, there's this downpour of love coming, you're just like, I I don't know if I'm ready for that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, I feel like a lot of people can. Do that. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, no, that's that's totally it. I guess we can go and talk about some segments that we have. <laughs> um, so the first one that we have is flavor of the month. Uh, we want to go and ask you, Tofu, our guest, yeah. what is your flavor of the month? What's some recent music that you've been digging? Mm. Okay, so right now I've been kind of obsessed with Nujabes. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. okay. This is the time for new jobs. Yeah. I'm just gonna like say <laughs> his music is like something that I wish I got into a lot earlier. Like to just put it simply, like mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Especially two of my favorite songs are "Spiritual State" mm, with okay. Nama Hiroto, yep, and um, "Lovesick." Like just all the lovesick like variations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Think- Lovesick in yeah, all of its entirety. Lovesick, yep. Yeah, I think that my favorite, though, if I had to pick one, every was um, is actually like the grand finale one. Oh, it's just so like dramatic, yeah. and I love it. It's like, man, like I associate new jobs with late summer, just blasting his uh, music, and yeah. so like when I say like this is like the perfect <laughs> time, like we are really going into the perfect time for new jobs. Me, like it's hot. <laughs> And sometimes you just need some good ass music and Nujabis is just like the perfect summer bomb to me. I don't know. Like Lady Brown for me is like Yo, one of my Lady Brown is so good. Oh it's such good, a good right? So that's a capital S summer song, right? Certified bop. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. I mean you could say that about all of his but, songs, yeah. but like Lady Brown is, it is. up it there, is. right? <laughs> good taste. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess something that I want to do is play a little game, if yeah. you're cool with that. Let's play Top 2 with Tofu. So this is just going to be a lightning round. Just got a list. Like, I'll give you a category. Rapid fire. <laughs> Rapid fire. It's like, you can't hesitate. Oh, no. You can explain. You can't hesitate. I'm already sweating. <laughs> so you're going to give us your top two for whatever category, okay? Okay, okay so top two for... Uh, <laughs> um, honey, do and bingo. <laughs> Okay, top two, childhood cartoon crush. Shit. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't say it. I'm gonna get roasted. <laughs> no, you got to. <laughs> Be true to yourself. Um, Howl from Howl's Moving Castle and Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I love how one of them, I was like, that's Shadow the Hedgehog. He's like, Shadow the Hedgehog is like there's a whole section of the internet that agrees with you. Okay, so it was no never shame. like sexual. <laughs> I just thought that like his edginess was so cool. <laughs> he's just an evil Sonic, and for some reason, he's just so much better. I'm you, but more emo. <laughs> <laughs> but who gave this hedgehog like a gun and a tragic no. backstory? Like who decided this was a good to idea? To be fair, though, to be fair, if I had to pick. Now that I'm mm. thinking about it, I know there's like no going back. But if I had to pick one that was above Shadow, it would be Rouge the Bat. Not much better, but you know. <laughs> oh. 
No, I get that. No, I totally get that. I had confused feelings about Rouge the Bat for the longest time, and then I grew up, and I'm like, oh, he's still a baddie. Because you're bi, Rachel. That explains a lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, top two times of day. You can't say the same time twice. It's different. <laughs> okay. Like, you can't say 12 a.m. to p.m. That doesn't count. Okay. Um, 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 um. 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And maybe uh, 10 p.m.? I don't know. I'm most productive at 10. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I feel that. Wait, see, 8 a.m. and then 10 p.m.? Okay, so why? I get 10 p.m. because, like, I'm yeah. a nocturnal person. By gen- like, you know. But, like, why okay. 8 a.m.? So, I'm not a morning person. I rarely actually ever <laughs> see 8 a.m., but I love the way that the world looks in the morning. You know, it, oh, it's like it's okay. so cool outside. The birds are chirping. Everything's just kind of soft. Like everything is just enveloped in the soft glow. Yes. When everything is still yeah, waking exactly. up. Okay. Okay. I totally get that. Okay. Top two grocery stores. <gasps> um, Sprouts and Trader Joe's. Okay. What's Sprouts? See, I've heard of Trader Joe's, but we don't have Sprouts in, in Canada. Oh, um... It's kind of like Whole Foods, like it's it's more like health oriented. Okay, but they just have like a lot of fun stuff, I guess. I would, yeah, I would say that. Oh, so it's like a fun Whole Foods. <laughs> it's like it's very similar to Whole Foods. I just like Sprouts because they have like these like five dollar sandwiches that they literally stuff with like everything that you could possibly want, and it comes with like chips and a drink. That's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, that's dangerous. Don't give me a combo. No. <laughs> yeah, Sprouts is good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Top 10 fast food restaurants. 10? Top 10. Top, top ten. 2. Sorry. I was to say, like, <laughs> top 2. <laughs> Hold on. It's like top 2. Sorry. Um, top 2 fast okay. food restaurants. I will say Carl's Jr. and Del Taco, but only because what? I'm vegan and those are the only ones that have vegan options. What? Yeah. yeah. Really? Carl's Jr. has vegan options? They have the Beyond Burger. And honestly, what? their waffle fries are so good. This is my mind, like, blown. Because I never would have yeah. as- like associated Carl's Jr. with anything even remotely healthy. But they have a vegan option. No, right? Like, it's so, it's just so, like, out of left field. But yeah, they have Beyond Burger. They've had it for a few months now. And, like, Del Taco recently, they got Beyond Beef, like, crumbles. Oh, so okay. it, you can use it to substitute anything that has, like, ground beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they season it just like their ground beef, and it's honestly so good. So, Ooh, you know, before I was vegan, it was probably, like, In-N-Out, I guess. I didn't really eat too much fast food, but it was probably In-N-Out. Really? See, like, I've had In-N-Out, and for some reason, like, I don't understand the appeal of In-N-Out. Like, I much <laughs> prefer Shake Shack. Like, is this just, like, an East Coast thing, or to what? To be fair, I've never been to Shake Shack, so I can't really comment on their quality or <sighs> anything. They're great. But I believe it. I believe it. Their food looks good. It is. It looks good because it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have like a bunch it of angry fresh. West Coasters being like, "What? Right. you're wrong, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so top two animals. Pigs and bunnies. Aww, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. Like, bunnies, I totally get. You, you said pigs? Pigs, yeah. They've been my favorite animal since I was little. Pigs are so smart. Yeah, they are. They are perfect. <laughs> I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna own a pig one day and then I have my own farm. Just you guys wait. <laughs> oh my god, Tofuku Farms. I'm totally down for it. <laughs> I'm manifesting it now. Just manifest it into the world. Just throw that out into the universe. But if you don't have like soybeans, I'm just gonna say that's not very on brand. <laughs> no, I know. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> 
you're kind of like putting yourself into a corner here. You're like, so this is your product. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Um, top two stationary items. Oh my god, stationary. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time that I wrote anything on paper? Okay, digital girl. Jeez. Um... <laughs> Tofuku is online only. <laughs> I would say like gel pens and oh, I also really like stamps. Stamps are so underrated. And yeah. honestly, we don't have enough excuses to use stamps in everyday life. Right? Like I just want to stamp everything. Exactly. It's so bad though when like your your stamp like <laughs> runs out of ink and it's those ones where you can't replace it. I know. And you, you're just oh, like yeah. That's hard for yeah, me. you're just like kind of rationing it out. It's like, is this worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can feel you dying in my hands. I know. Yeah. And then I guess we'll end off finally top two Asian snacks. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, this one's a hard one. Probably um Kalbi seaweed salt chips. Oh I don't know if anyone knows who <laughs> I Do they like, come in the yellow bag? Those. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I would say something like super generic, like haichu, but like I know there's something I like more than that. That's true. Haichu is just like Asia's answer to Starburst. Oh, I know it. Um, Botan rice candy. Oh, okay. Ooh. I could eat 15 boxes of those in one sitting. Both of those things are so dangerous because you can just like oh. casually destroy them. The worst <laughs> part about Asian snacks though is that like like you eat five million of them and before you know it, you're like surrounded by all of this waste. You're surrounded by rappers and yeah. regret. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. Rappers and regret. Like you can see exactly how much you've eaten. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty confident with that one. Definitely my top two. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Shofu. Let's go and end off with a like with our final segment, which is taste test. So, what do you have in the kitchen for us? Let's cook in. Mm. All right. So, I have a collab with Blood Code coming up this month. Oh, it's called Pop Shove It. He's already started promoting it on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be coming out. I also have a collab. With Cosmic Osmo. Oh, okay. Um, that is coming out. I'm not sure exactly when, but we may or may not be doing something for it at Anime Expo. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Eyes, eyes, eyes. <laughs> I've also been um, working on something with Aika again. Oh, okay. So have, yeah, so we have another tune coming out. And then I have one more collaboration that's a little bit hush-hush right now. But it's I will just say that it's with a producer that probably no one would ever guess that I would work with. So oh, I'm really, okay. really excited for that. It's going to be something, like, completely different. So, Wow. Okay. You are a busy bee, my dude. What? No, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say this. It's like suffering. <laughs> <laughs> suffering but like it's worth it's it worth good. it's so worth it yeah do you mind if i ask is that aika track is it good are we going to hear something along the lines of blythe or is it going to be something a little oh it's more it's definitely more a beat it's like Ooh. pretty poppy i would say poppy with like a little bit of funk influence okay 
Tofu and Aika yeah. giving us that <laughs> summer beat. Okay, let's go. I know, I know, yeah. Okay. It's going to be really good. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. Are you serious? Okay, <laughs> so we have to watch out for you, like, quite a bit of you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, hold on. I've been working hard, guys. Yeah, most definitely. For the blood code thing, isn't there, like, a, like, am I wrong? Did I not see, like, a skateboard <laughs> with, like... It's a skateboard. So um, Blood Code like actually made a skateboard for our song with the song because the song art is literally a skateboard and like all the titling and stuff is like on the bottom. And that is the on brand like, thing I have ever heard of. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, just straight up made a skateboard. That's amazing. And from what I know, yeah, from what I know, I think he's gonna give it away somehow. So oh wow, um, okay. Yeah, just like stay tuned to his Twitter and see, you know, about updates for that if you want a cool skateboard, you know. <laughs> That's so sick. Okay, definitely gonna go and make sure we have notifications on for Blood Code and you because that is definitely Blood Code is awesome. Okay, so yeah. Tofu, thank you so much for coming on. This has been like thank you. <laughs> so where can we find you? Find me. Um <laughs> <laughs> in a computer screen <laughs> i mean i'm most active on twitter i would say mm-hmm. i post like all my updates on there i post on instagram sporadically um they're both under the same username at i am tofuku mm-hmm. um if you're looking for just like general like me stuff i would say go to my website which is tofuku.club oh yeah. that's on brand um, <laughs> And then um, I'm also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash tofuku. And if you look me up on Spotify, I mean, you should just be able to look up my name and I'm there. So <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. <clears throat> All right, jazz vocals. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tofuku. And thank you for listening to Halo Halo. Stay hungry. <laughs>